Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. Once again, tonight I'm joined by Naji Karar. Hello, hello everyone. Paul Hope. Hi everyone. And Gareth Ellis. Hello, hello all. Hi boys. Hi guys. So, this is the first double episode week since the end of the regular season. And it comes on the back of the third annual Four Fuckers. (laughs) <laughs> Which for anyone that hasn't listened to the show before, that is the annual 49er Faithful UK Awards, which we did on Monday night, where we basically handed out our regular season, well, same regular season, it would normally be at the end of the season, and as we didn't make the postseason, it was the end of uh, the regular season awards. Um, and that went down quite well. Gareth's been putting some polls up in the group since we posted the podcast to basically... Um, garner everybody else's opinion on who they would have put in the positions which we put in. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see some of the answers come through. The Rookie of the Year is a lot closer than we all imagined um, because we, we all went with um, Ayuk. But it looks as though Kinlaw is getting quite a few votes in the group page. So it's interesting to see the people's views. Yeah, I think it's because, um, I mean, the uh, the Offensive Player of the Year is still ongoing considering the days and over yet, but I think people have voted for Kinlo because it looks like Ayuk might won the offensive player of the year in the group anyway. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, there are a couple of you that voted for him, so it makes sense. I mean, th- we did give a lot of love to Kinlo, um, despite not giving him the award. Um, I think it, it was close, it's just uh, we all gave it to Ayuk because he was a little bit more special this year, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much spot on, to be honest. So, before we move on to the topic of tonight's show, there's something that we didn't have time to get in on the last show, and that was the fact that Tom Rathman has retired on the 29th of January, so he's no longer a coach in the NFL. Yeah, uh, one of our all-time great. Um, you know, two Super Bowl wins, a uh, couple of touchdowns in in the major game. Um, been a coach for over 20 years as well uh a little bit surprised because he's not old uh i can think of many other coaches that are still coaching in the nfl that are way much uh, older than he um maybe he's just had enough time with his family or, or whatever um all the best to whatever he's, he's gonna do um but yeah he's uh you know, if you're a Niners fan, you've you've at least heard his name at least once or twice by watching highlights, and you know who he is. And he was he was one of the one of the the reason we were so dominant back then. Um, sad to see him go. He wasn't with us for the last few years, but um, yeah, all the best to him. Yeah, he, he was certainly a, a well respected and well liked player within the 49er yeah. locker room. Um, I, I was lucky enough to be over in San Francisco in 2017 when he was inducted into the uh, the 49ers Hall of Fame. So the statue had literally only just been put into the museum. Um, so I'm glad I got the chance to see that. I actually bought his jersey that season um, while I was out in San Francisco um, for a couple of reasons. One, I, I did enjoy watching him play. He was one of these running backs that basically ploughed through people. Um, so he was kind of the opposite to what Roger Craig was. He was more of a, a power back, a power full back in, in 
same in the uh, the same stature as what uh, Juice is today. Um, but I also remember a one-handed catch into the end zone in Super Bowl 23, I think it was, against the Bengals. Um, and that was an impressive catch. And the re what made us think of that is a few years ago, when everybody was making such a big deal of um, of OJ uh, Beckham, uh, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. doing that one-handed catch, I thought, well, you know what, before... Not long before Beckham came around, we had Anquan Bolden, the Cardinals had Anquan Bolden, and he was always doing one-handed catches. And it made us think, I'm sure there was somebody else did a one-handed catch for the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And I was right, it was Tom Rathman. I went back and watched all the Super Bowls just to have a look at this one-handed catch because I was convinced I'd seen it on one of the Super Bowls, and it was Tom Rathman. So that, that's what made us think of that. But yeah, he was, he was a great player, um, great man. He spoke really well every time he was on camera. And I think the NFL has lost a really good coach there and a really good um, personality as well. Hopefully, he takes the opportunity to actually start broadcasting in the booth or being Maybe. an analyst because I'd love to hear what he has to say. Maybe. Okay, so on to the topic of tonight's show, and there's a small game happening over in Tampa this week, and I don't know if you've heard about it. Um, mm. A couple of teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is it going to be a close game? Does anybody have a huge advantage there? Um, I've, you know, we've just talked about it. For most people, I think it's a coin flip, isn't it? Um, but I'm starting to not think that much anymore um i just think the chiefs are missing too many players on your line and the buccaneers are just going to take advantage of that because they've got a a really really good d-line and i think um if we take the example of our super bowl last year and how our dominance um our, our d-line was dominant in that game and, and the reason we were ahead 10 points until until we weren't um I think I think the Bucks can do exactly that to, to the Chiefs again, except that this time they don't have. Uh, so they're missing. It looks like they're missing the two tackle. I'm not sure if their center is going to be able to play because of COVID or not. Um, but if they miss their center as well, um, losing two pro bowlers and all pro tackle is a massive ask to be replaced, especially when you have Shaq Barrett and. Jason Pierre-Paul rushing at you. Um, so I, I and then on the other side, I think this. Tom Brady's just been there and done it so many times. I don't see him missing Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown in the last minute, if if you know what I mean. So um, I'm going to give it to the Bucks, but I think it's still going to be a good game because the such a high-powered fire offense and it's firepower, isn't it? They're so powerful, so fast, so everything. I think it'll be close, but ultimately I think Bucks might take it. What do you think, Paul? No, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, bit um, bittersweet this week. I think we'll all agree. This time last year, we were all hyped up because the Niners were there. We had the meet-up to look forward to. I've weirdly enjoyed just being a fan this week and watching the build-up on you know, NFL Network, Sky Sports. I enjoyed the interview the other day. I don't know if any of you have seen it with Brady and Mahomes, with, with um, the Good Morning Football team. And they were very, you know, spoke well about each other. I don't think it's going to be boring game like you said there Najee both teams are built on offence um, when you think 2021 
COVID can't get any stranger. The Chiefs at risk of losing half the team because of a barber did make me chuckle <laughs> earlier in the week. Um, you don't know who's going to be there on Sunday. I'm leaning towards the Buccaneers purely because of Tom Brady. Um, but either way, I can see the team winning. I've got my snacks. I've got all my schedule sorted. I've got Monday booked off work. So I just feel a bit strange planning to watch it at home. Um, like Lee has said in previous shows, no matter whether the 49ers are there or not, we have a meet-up every year. It's always great to catch up with everyone. It's always good to watch football with fellow football fans rather than being sat on your own till five o'clock in the morning. But obviously COVID and I'm sure we'll touch upon that. What about you, Gareth? Where, where are you seeing the Lombardi going towards on Sunday? Oh, yeah. It's a tough one. I mean, it's a it's a great matchup, isn't it? Uh, Mahomes versus Brady. Let's let's sit back and enjoy it. I I truly truly don't care who wins. Um, and and I felt that about a lot of the Super Bowls, um, sort of recently, where I haven't really been rooting for one team or another. I, I know generally by the third quarter, one of the teams will have started to annoy me, either by <laughs> by dirty play or getting a load of uh, you know cheap calls in their favour. So usually by about the third quarter, I am rooting for one team or another. So uh, uh, that's the interest for me to see which team I'm going to be rooting for. Um, and I think I think that Nadji's Nadji's right. There's it's this inevitability about Brady. Aaron Rodgers loses his left tackle before the championship game. Now Mahomes is going to lose his left tackle and part of his O-line before the game. Everything just seems to to fall in into place, doesn't it, for the for these narratives with with Brady leaving the Patriots and then and then leading the Bucks to the first team for a home Super Bowl appearance. So but everything, looking on paper, everything tells me the Chiefs are going to win. But I, I, I'd still go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are, are are going to take it. And I think it's it's the Bucks' B line. Uh, if if they can get more success than the Chiefs' secondary, I think those are the those are the two areas where I I would see the game being won or lost. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to enjoying it again. A bit odd. I think I'm going to be sitting on my own. Um, I've got some, uh, got a pile of pork scratchings and some beer, so um, it's a bit sad. But it, I think you'll appreciate it a bit more when we're all, you know, potentially together for another one soon. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I must admit, me and Lee, Lee, I'm, I'm sure he'll mention it. I'd dropped Ruby at school earlier, and I'd called into where there's a local sweet shop in my hometown, and he does American snacks. And I thought I'm going to treat myself to some hers. American crisps and go all out. Seems I'm sat at home on my own watching with one of the little helmets. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I stayed away from the snack helmet fiasco. <laughs> so I've got to say, listen, listening to what you you've said about last year, particularly about being a bit of a bittersweet week. On Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, I, I start seeing these memories come up on my timeline, and you, you can't help but sit there looking at them thinking what could have been because we were so close just to throw it away but then also today is a day that will always stick in my memory from from now on because today is actually exactly one year since I was diagnosed with cancer and that's pretty much the reason why I got over the Super Bowl so quickly because it came as such a shock a couple of days after the Super Bowl to find find out that so around the Super Bowl time I'm always going to be ebbing and flowing between utter excitement and then just 
I think, uh, relief at what could have been. So it has been a strange week for me, not just from a Super Bowl point of view. I mean, the good news is once I was diagnosed, they'd actually already removed the cancer. So that, that's not a problem. But yeah, it's been a strange week for me in that respect. Now, moving on to what Paul said about the food. <laughs> I had a funny conversation with my son, <laughs> literally an hour ago. And um, uh, it's my eldest son, my eldest son who turns 20 this year. And I just happened to say, are you staying up for the Super Bowl on Sunday night? And he was, eh, well, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. And I said, oh, well, you need to let us know because if you are going to stay up, I'm going to get your mum to get us some tailgate food in, the likes of some chicken wings, get some uh, buffalo hot sauce. As soon as I said that, oh, yeah, I'm still staying up. <laughs> <laughs> so the food has made it for him. He's staying up. And I think it'll be strange for him to watch the Super Bowl because he's a Patriots fan and he's been a Tom Brady fan uh-huh. for years. So uh-huh. he's, now he's going to be watching his... Uh, previous hero yeah. go out and play for a different team and potentially win yeah so, so how, how does he feel about that because that's that's interesting i've seen some patriots fans are really happy the brady's doing well i've seen some that really bitter and really yeah. wish they'd done more to keep him so, how so since he... brady left he's worn his grunk jersey more than his brady jersey <laughs> in fact <laughs> to be honest i can't remember him wearing his brady jersey since he's left it's always been crunk. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but he's he's there too. I was too, just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's caught between a rock and a hard place. The only two yeah. Cambridge jerseys he's got are both playing for the books. So that brings us to a nice little uh, poll that uh, Simon just posted on on the group, uh, which we just noticed about twenty minutes ago, and it's a, it's a it's a good little discussion we can have. Um, so I'll I'll just ask a question, and it's uh, which Super Bowl loss is. Uh, has, has been the worst uh, for you. Who wants to go first? Gareth, do you want to go first? I think last <laughs> year because it was it just felt like we'd won it, and I think that's that's possibly shared by m- maybe members of the team. Ah, uh, I don't, yeah, it, it, or maybe it was it was being there and, and kind of sharing it with other people. Whether that made it better or worse, but uh, you know the atmosphere in the room we were in when the game just started to go from having been sort of bouncing to just like a morgue. Um, (laughs) That was, yeah. Uh, You know, it was, it was a long journey. It was a, it was quite a long cold walk back to my hotel. Um, And it was just, yeah, just, just crushing. There we go. (laughs) I mean, yeah, to be fair, Similar to what Lee said about the, the personal memories, I mean, without going in too deep, for me, the Super Bowl, when my marriage ended back end of 2015, the Super Bowl was the thing that I went out every year for. So my first one was Super Bowl 50. I went up to Glasgow with another Facebook NFL brick group, met a load of people and thought, you know what, every year I'm going to go out for the Super Bowl. And at that time, I never thought the 49ers would get there because well documented our team. So last year when my team were at the big game, I was there with all my friends, the atmosphere. And like Gareth just said there, we had it in the bag. Seven minutes to go, I'm sat there and I'm looking at Lee, looking at Gareth, Mr. Peplow's bouncing around the room, the interception, I'm thinking, we've won it, we've won it. And then when the tide turned, my friend who's an Aaron Rodgers super fan texted me, slammed my phone on the table, straight to the <laughs> toilet. Tracy was like, what's wrong, what's wrong? I come back and I was like, I can't. And like Gareth said there, when the lights came on, that whole atmosphere, because we'd spent all day together. 
well, few people would be there for the weekend. And for me, the Ravens game, ironically enough, when we lost that game, I was fairly new to the sport and I was kind of just hanging my hat on the 49ers. Yeah. I wasn't too sure. And the next day, I'd walked into my hometown with my 49ers baseball cap on, my first bit of merch, and these young lads started taking the piss out of me. Ah, oh, you got beat, you got beat. And I thought, do you know what? This is my team now. I'm a 49er. Do you know what I mean? So for the Ravens' loss, that cemented me as a 49er. So I go to what Gareth said there, that when that light came on and the memories have flashed up on my phone this week, and I'm not going to take anything away. The weekend was fantastic. We all had a great time, but... Definitely the Chiefs lost last year hurt me the most, to be fair. Fair enough. I mean, for me, for me, it's the Ravens one because uh, that team, uh, the way the game went as well, the, the us coming back because it looked dire at halftime before the, the power cut and all that. Um, and, and us coming back and surging with cap. It was a hell of a game and we were literally a play away from, from stealing it, basically, which would have been absolutely awesome. And then it kind of like... At first, it was bad, but then the team fell apart very shortly after that. Um, and I think it was like the the, the moment where uh, at that time it was we knew we we're gonna have a long time with with our good Niners football, and that was that was kind of crushing. Um, last year for me was obviously difficult, but I had such an amazing day after. And it's funny how I can listen to all of you, and it's kind of embedded in within what you do at the time, right? It's not yeah. just a game. Um, but I had, uh, and even in, in retrospect now, uh, probably one of the best gig I worked on uh, because I work with bands um, and turned out to be the last real big gig. Bef- you know, so it's been it's been almost a year now um, that, that I did out there and I was in Amsterdam and, and it was such an amazing day and an amazing time. And, and it's the time I was working. So... Uh, I, like that Super Bowl kind of, it was bad, but, and it's also, we lost to the Chiefs, which are definitely one of the best team I've seen ever. Uh, so it, it feels less bad, but I'm going to pass it to Lee because his answer is, is quite awesome. Um, and I kind of agree with him, uh, even though I think the Ravens one is still, still fresh and means way more in terms of franchise history to me um, because of what, what happened after. Um and especially we'll see where Cap is now and where, you know, how Harbour left and all that. So that's that's mine. Uh, what about you, Lee? So I, I was obviously torn. So so last year yeah. was a huge, it felt like a huge defeat. And I think it, it felt a lot bigger than what it was because I was surrounded by so many fine people. And we all went through together and we'd all lifted each other's spirits and motivation and belief that we're going to do it. And for us to crash out in the last six minutes it was absolutely dire, especially the way we did it. So, I mean, that was bad enough. But when, when I think about it, I've actually voted for Super Bowl 54 in, in the uh, poll. Having said that, once I've thought about it a bit more, it's actually not the worst one. Super Bowl 47 was the worst one. And the reason it was the worst one was because I was so proud of the fact the team had been to five Super Bowls and won five Super Bowls. So we had 100% record. And to get so close to continuing that record, six out of six would have been absolutely fantastic. And I think I came away from that Super Bowl actually thinking a little bit less of the team I followed, whereas I didn't last year. When I say thinking less of them, I just had my confidence knocked a bit in this unbeatable franchise, the team of the decade from the 80s. 
and and that hit us more than anything else. So that that was a disappointing Super Bowl to lose forty seven, especially the way we lost it as well. Because yeah, yeah, as you said, we're one player away, and player and away. the player calling was terrible because we went away mm. from what had worked and what had gotten us all the way through the playoffs. We should have just handed that ball to Frank Gore and oh, let, let him run oh, it in. Up, run it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it had been it had been a while as well, you know, thirty nine to what was it, fifty something. Um, it had been a while, and it's just it was crushing. It's like yes, we're finally back where we belong, and ah, so close. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, oh, I think I'll change that in the uh, the group poll to forty seven because I do truly think that would be the worst one. Like last year, it just felt emotional. Whereas back in uh, 2012, 2013, it, it hit deep down that one. It kind of left a scar that took yeah. a long time to get over. Where, like I said last year, I, I was over it fairly quickly. It was just the emotional drain of the night that, that kind of gave you the impression that that was a really bad defeat. When in reality, it, it wasn't that bad because of the team that we were playing. We were playing a, a team that was on the same level as us. Um, against the Kansas City Chiefs, where the Ravens, the Ravens weren't. The, yeah. the, the Ravens couldn't even tie well cleats, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, th- there was a big difference between the two. As for Sunday night, I'm, I'm very unsure. I'm, I'm sitting on the fence with this one. The over-under is 56, so the reckon it's going to be a decently oh, high-scoring game. The yeah. Chiefs are three-point favourites. As you've already said, there's some key uh, pieces out on both sides. I was quite surprised to see the injury report. See, Chris Godwin is out for the Super Bowl. He's not going to make it. Yeah, hamstring. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. that. Oh, wow. Breaking news, Lee. Breaking news. I I literally checked the injury report. Now, it's interesting because the injury report on um, the books website, you can't display it. It comes up saying page can't be displayed. And that immediately set my mind racing, my paranoia thinking, hang on here, (laughs) there's something not right about that. So I went over onto the Chiefs um, website and had a look at the injury report on there because they list both teams. Um, And sure enough, the Chiefs had their injury report on there. And uh, the only two players that are classed as being out for Sunday are Eric Fisher and Willie Gay, um, linebacker with a knee ankle injury. Sammy Watkins is questionable with a calf injury. And then the books. The books are without Leonard Fournette with an ankle injury. He's out. And Chris Godwin is out Wait, with a hamstring. What? what? So I'm I'm assuming they must have been updated because it obviously said Kansas City Chiefs against the books. So that is today's news. Wow. I mean that changes quite big, a lot. Big, Fournette and big, Godwin big, is Yeah. Huge pieces. Yeah. Uh yeah, huge pieces of what they do. Uh, right. if, if anybody's in front of a browser by all means, have a look to see if there's anything um, being updated on I'm the on official the, NFL site. I'm on ESPN and I can't see I can't see that at all. If if it's a case they're not out, I can only assume there's something wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs um, website. Web yeah, yeah, website. Or, or it's wishful thinking on their behalf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I can't see anything on the uh, on the ESPN injury report. Uh, Antonio Brown is questionable i think yeah. i heard that earlier and cameron brett is uh questionable he was out of practice friday that's what i read today but i didn't see anything about chris godwin and Leonard Fournette. that's uh 
Well, I think I'll follow up bro. with that after the podcast and have another look. But I definitely said the pair of them were out. And I enjoy they're the generally quite quite uh, accurate, those. Yeah, they usually are. Um, yeah. Weird. Keep an eye on it. But so anyway. Then, so stay out until you're actually out, do you? It's very easy just to put right. the Yeah. Um, you know, it's they're usually, if they're going to use the word out, they're sure. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to jump off the fence and I'm going to make a choice between who's going to win. I just need to think about it a little while longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, while no, you're no. thinking about that, Lee, important question for the lads. How are we all watching the Super Bowl on Sunday? Sky, BBC, Game Pass? Yeah. Get always, it, always Game Pass. Um, not a question. If you want, to, if you want the, the super commercials that people have paid, absolute millions um, and they're worth it, you need to watch Game Pass. You cannot watch on the BBC where they cancel that and talk absolute nonsense 30 seconds until you get back to the game. And uh, everybody knows where I stand on uh, on Sky. Um, <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, I think every time we get back to it, it's just, it. it's not designed for me to watch it. It's designed for people that do not follow you know the nfl know the game as much as any of us do i think i, I think it's designed for more the the average um consumer that doesn't that just kind of puts the game on watches it doesn't really care about what it's not designed for people that go back and watch the old 22 and watch the players and trying to dissect what's going on um and and that's why i don't enjoy it is it what is it on this year on cbs is it is it tony romo I'm not sure. I think I'll be watching Game Pass. I just I've yeah, seen a few polls kicking about. I know technically some people are worried about the lag and it running behind and stuff, but we're not playing as in the 49 so I'm not oh, worried if someone else game. spoils anything. Or, so I'm, yeah. I'm watching Game Pass. Yeah, so, so I think I'll be putting up a game day thread, but I think I'll be waiting until the end of the quarters before I, I look at the game day thread because I'm going to do exactly the same as the, the pair of you. I'm going to watch it on Game Pass because I think it's just a better experience. Um, the the uh, the halftime show, the the adverts. Are, I think that's the type of thing that kind of attracted. It didn't. It wasn't the main thing that attracted us to the game when we were young, but it was, it was interesting to see the differences between UK broadcasts and the American broadcasts. So I think I'll be watching it on Game Pass and keeping out of the game day thread because I don't want to be uh, hit by that lag yeah. and find out somebody's just scored a touchdown. What about you, Gareth? How are you going to watch it? Uh, I don't have Game Pass, so BBC for me. Uh, I don't mind the uh, OC and Jason. I find them quite engaging and and all those other little bits in between. Um, that's where I, I, I'll i get up and, and get something else out of the fridge or or go on go on social media and see what's what's being talked about, what's going on, so I don't mind those. Uh, yeah, the adverts are fun. They're always good to see, but you can always catch them on YouTube afterwards, so you're, you're, you're missing nothing. Um, same right. halftime show. So, And I'm not yeah. bothered about that. You know, halftime show is definitely uh, stretching the legs and, and, and refilling glasses and that sort of stuff, so I'm not that bothered about missing missing that. Um, I'm just I'm just more, yeah, it's going to be odd, I think, just uh, on on my own with the uh, me and me and little kill my little funko pop my little <laughs> super, super buddy um me and him will be uh together drinking so so you just reminded us there gareth i still haven't seen the halftime show from last season because i was up doing the um the prize draw 
Uh, cool. During halftime, so I wasn't watching it while all you, everybody else was watching it. Was. No, no, I wasn't watching. I was, I was cameraman. Remember, like, ah, you were, you were cameraman. Was Gian, so you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it was it the, Sha- the Shakira and uh, whatever? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shakira and JLo. So I, I need to Google that. Get some, uh, find it on YouTube and watch it. Actually, I'll hey. be able to watch it on Game Pass. Yeah, see, it's, it's interesting when you're saying that, Lee. Like, I remember the Super Bowl 50. Um, I was up at the committee rooms number nine in Glasgow, and the halftime show came on. And my friend Darren, he's a niner, he went to the bar and he come back. And I still remember this whenever he the song of Chris Martin and that v- Leave of Walk or whatever. My mate went absolutely mental. What is on the telly for? This is nothing to do with football. And I was just looking around thinking, he's surrounded in a pub and there was literally hundreds of NFL fans all looking at him. And he was like, get that off. And I just chuckled because I just thought, this is what I enjoyed. Like you said, you know, I beat a countless meetups with all you guys now. And that's what you remember, isn't it? The moments like that, watching the game. And obviously he hated Cam Newton. So he was absolutely over the moon that the Broncos won. Yeah. And like Gareth said at the start of the show, Last few years, I've never been bothered which team wins. I just want to watch a good game, talk American football with my friends, a few drinks. So that's where I'm the same this Sunday. I'm not bothered which one of them wins. I can see reasons for both. Just want it to be a good game. Yeah, last yeah, game, isn't agreed. it? Last game for a while, so you want it to be a good one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, so, going, to, I'm going to press you for predictions. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. And I'm going to share responsibility until last so somebody can give us an idea. Okay, I'm going to go first then. I'll say you've kind of thrown a spanner into into the works here with your uh, injury report because if Godwin and Fournette are not there, um it's a completely different game, I think. But I'm going to I'm going to assume they're not. They they are there. Um because the ESPN website doesn't say so. I kind of, um I th- I'm going to say 31-26 for the Bucks. Um with you, you, you know the the Bucks being ahead most of the game, um, and um, Pat Mahomes chasing and always scoring, but Brady showing what he can do and and just keeping up basically, and 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 the the Bucks defense getting a a key stop here and there to to make sure they stay ahead basically. So that's what I'm going to say. Thirty-one twenty-six. Is that in the spread? It's a little, it's bang on, isn't it? Just above. Yeah, it's just over. Just over the uh, over under. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's got to be explosive offense. It's too explosive offense, and yeah, not, not the best defense. Um, so yeah, Paul, what do you think? Or Gareth? Well, yeah, I'll hand up. Got an idea. Uh, like I said, um, I've stuck my neck on on the on the books. I think it's going to be twenty eight to twenty four to the Buccaneers. I think it's going to be kind of close, but kind of explosive at the same time. But like I said, I'm not bothered if I get that badly wrong. I just don't want a repeat of the Patriot Rams bar fest oh, that we all no. snoozed yeah. our way through in Newcastle a couple of years no, ago. No, no. <laughs> no enough booze in the world for that kind of game. <laughs> yeah, we need. Well, we had a good quarter, mind. mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Gareth? Uh, I've got, in the absence of any sort of confirmed injuries, I, I've I've got Bucks taking it 35-31, with, with the Chiefs having the ball at the end, uh, and the Bucks defense making a stop, winning the game, and Brady gets 100% of the credit. I've got a couple of bold predictions as well, which are uh, Brady will throw three interceptions. 
He'll throw oh, more interceptions yeah. and touchdowns, and the oh. Chiefs will score a kick return touchdown. Kick or punt, that is. Hartman. Yeah, that's not that's not that bold to be fair. He's done it quite a bit. So, so when and the you say Brady score, gets MVP of the night, you mean Gareth? Oh, if, if it wins, <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you, you almost nailed what I was thinking, Gareth. So <laughs> I, I'm actually going to go for a Bucks win as well, and I want to see a 34-31. So I think it's only going to be three points in it. Um, again, I, I, I think the Bucks will go out to a lead. I think uh, the Bucks defense, they've been playing really well and the pass rush is working particularly well. Um, Shaquille Barrett is getting around there and, and making all sorts of problems for opposing quarterbacks. And um, it, I mean, it's just like the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs have a habit of falling behind and then clawing it back. But I think because of the two teams that are involved and especially because of the quarterback who Mahomes is facing, I think the books might just nick it 34-31. And I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. I'm not going to go as far as making poor predictions like Gareth has been uh, making there. <laughs> I can only assume he's already cracked open some of the Super Bowl alcohol and is making his way through the whole weekend, celebrating the uh, the weekend. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to go for those bold predictions. But 34-31, I feel is about right. Yeah, sounds sounds about right. Yeah. Shall we do, um, shall we do some uh, Niners news, considering that's... What we do? Go on then. Have we got any Niners news? Oh, we got the best news Eat. ever. I'm going to say we got, got some big news, man. Big, big <laughs> time news. Paul, this is your boy. I'll let you talk about him. It is, Lee. Our, our long snapper has signed a two-year deal and he's been shown the 49er faithful the love on Twitter. Um, Tabor Pepper signed for two years. He was very excitedly tweeting his signed contract and engaging with the fans and I think it's a bright spark that came out of last season. I think we said before we recorded the show, long snappers, two-year contract. There's not many of them kicking about. He came in and did well. And I think he's it's good news. What do you lads think? Yeah, I like it. I like the fact that we, we're signing people already and the Super Bowl hasn't even been played yet. Um, I mean, we've got so many free agents. Uh, we've signed, you know... Um, oh, I, gave, I gave him an award and I forgot his name now. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Uh, <laughs> Last week, and now we're signing uh, Table Pepper. Um, it's good that you know the the front office is active and solve all this free agent problem as soon as possible. Because I think it's going to impact the draft majorly, especially with all these quarterbacks conundrums and trade talk everywhere. And the Dash and Watson thing is still up in the air. And and there's more report of Rogers being traded and Cousins. And so like the sooner we can you know, nail down everybody that we need. And he's his guy we need 100%. And he, yeah, you're right, he's played well. He came in for somebody that wasn't played well and he played well. So, um, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see that we're active, even though this, this season's not even over yet. Uh, so it's it's good. What do you think, Lee? So, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good sign to bring him back in. Um, obviously, he's, um, he's Paul's uh, man crush. So I'm over <laughs> the moon for Paul there. Yeah. Um, you'll have to have a word with your buddy Paul and get him on the show sometime. Yeah, that'd be I'm, awesome. I'm sure a long snapper can make some time for us to uh, come on the show. I'll um, work on it. He's shown me the love on Twitter so far. So I noticed, me yeah. and Ash Sugden. So, you know, just a couple of fans he's re- replying to. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got a, a sibling in the early teens who he's got uh, in control of his Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> just, just like anything that comes through. It doesn't matter where it's coming through from. 
Um, but just touching on what Nadji was saying about uh, the free agent signings and that, yeah, I, I completely agree that it's good to see us um, signing some free agents, getting the uh, the people that we we value back on the team. Um, but leading up to the draft, I think you all know uh, my thoughts on the draft, especially after the couple of mock drafts I shared this week. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think I nailed it. Honestly, I, I should have John Lynch's job. I managed to get uh, six quarterbacks in one of my drafts. One of them's got to work, surely. <laughs> surely the, the Jimmy G problem is solved, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. You, sh- you should have done what Nadji said, though. Like, you should have posted it. That would have been so funny. Nadji was right. Get that out there. <laughs> it would have been hilarious. hilarious. Well, obviously, I've still got the photo, so I think I'll uh, post the photo underneath the thread to the, the post for the podcast, just so people can see what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, take it tongue-in-cheek. Anybody that sees it, take it tongue-in-cheek. But I just thought I'd go through, see how many quarterbacks I could get. And I was quite happy with the haul I brought in. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, absolutely, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say the, the, the first two quarterbacks are amazing value. I'm saying amazing mm, value, yeah. not necessarily amazing value, but to get both of those quarterbacks on your team, fantastic. Yeah, that would be good. Right, so thank you for joining me, guys, and I really hope you have a good night on Sunday night. Enjoy your food, enjoy your alcohol responsibly. Gareth. Well, we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you on the tailgate. Oh, of course oh, you will. Yes, sorry. Okay. Well done, Gareth. So we do have a tailgate, uh, a virtual Zoom session set up for half seven on Sunday night. It'll last between an hour and a half, two hours, and then give you a good hour and a half to get your head down before the game begins. Um, to be honest, I think I'm going to have my nana nap in the afternoon and then just power on through from about half seven. Once mm-hmm. the Zoom call's finished, I'm going to stick my wings in, get my buffalo sauce on there. Um, and start making a mess of myself before the Super Bowl begins. Um, crack open a couple of Anchor Steam and enjoy those as well. Get into get into the mood for the game. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And there's uh, for those of us who enjoy another sport, it's obviously uh, it's a start of Six Nations as well. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Would be some yeah, yeah. early start on the drinking from from some group members, of course. So yeah, Excellent. I think there'll be an early start from many group members. <laughs> to be fair though, like, isn't it isn't it great talking to other NFL UK fans just be, before we sign off? Like like my colleagues again, why, why are you off on Monday? It's like Super Bowl. I book it in every yeah. year. And they just laugh at you and like, what time will it be finished? About half past five. Yeah. And like you're staying up. Is your team in the final? No, my, my team's not in this year, sadly. But yes, I'll be watching. And it's the first holiday I book in every year because my holidays run from April to April. <laughs> and I always chuckle putting it in because the boss always says, you want what Monday off in February? Yeah, whatever the Super Bowl is, just just put it in. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Okay. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for Fight Nine Affair for the UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students. If Bill Walsh, don't ever forget.